Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, yeah, it's that simple, it really is. And lots to get through in tonight's podcast, or today's, or this afternoon's, or this whatever. I don't care when you listen to it. As long as you listen to it, I don't care. And we begin the podcast with calls, your calls, your voices, thoughts in your head, rattling about to the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday, Thursday, from 10 p.m. Of course, every night of the week, we take calls on the back of big games. And of course, it was a massive, huge night of Premier League football. And lots of games mean lots of calls. So pin back your luggles and listen to this. This little stumble, a right-footed drive into the left-hand corner of the net. It's Manchester United 2, Marcus Rashford 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Liverpool 5, Everton 2. It was Gini Wijnaldum that scored it again after a, a great long ball downfield. I understand why the, the questions are, are coming. I'm not saying we don't have to put these questions to, to me, but about this type of decisions... I don't like to talk every every single week or pre-match or after-match about my future. Let's speak to an Everton fan. Tommy's one. 087172 Hello, Tommy. How are we, lads? We're good. How are you? Off you go. Um, I want to make a point that Sam Allardyce made on, uh, I think it was Tuesday morning. Made a point with Alan Brazil. He was talking a lot about what Everton fans... Alan Brazil asked him actually what Everton fans want. And being in the game tonight there, a few of the Welsh lads who I go with, they were saying... It's not it's silver, it's silver, it's silver. Barcel Brand signs all the players, yeah? Why silver getting the stick? Yeah, but Tommy, silver, silver would have been aware of that when he took the job. There, won't, there wouldn't have been any secrets. So silver would have been well aware of his, of his remit and what he had to do. Agree, and- lads. Yeah, and he is he is failing miserably, isn't he? Surely it's time. I, c- I can't believe you think you should keep faith in silver when, you, when you're in the relegation zone and the money you've spent. Well, why can we keep going through managers? Sam Allardyce. So we got the big Sam, stabilised us, took us up to eight. I don't Why think you should. No, I, I don't think you should have got rid of Big Sam, but I do think exactly. you should get rid of Silver. I think there was signs under is, Big Sam you were getting results, and I don't think you are is, under Silver. This is the wider point. Alan Brazil asked Sam Allardyce, "What's the problem with Everton?" He said, "The fans want to match Liverpool, and we're, we're never going to match them." 
So why why do the fans keep talking us up? They talk us up. They talk us up. Lads at the game there tonight. The Welsh lads who I go with. Ah, oh, we should be doing this. We should be doing that. Why should we? Because We've got Tommy. No because. Right. Jose, it didn't go your way tonight, but overall, how did it feel being back here? Was it a good experience overall, seeing all faces, the crowd? No, I always told before the game, after the game would be different and different for better. Happens the same when I go to, to, to Chelsea, before the game, after the game, you see friends, you see faces that you work with, you see faces and people that uh, was happy in the good moments, was sad in the bad moments, people that you live together with. So it's. It's great. For 90 minutes, you just forget. You just want to do your best to win the match. Is it strange, though, in some ways, when you're looking at players like Marcus, who had a great game tonight, Rashford, and, uh, and, and it's, it must be an odd feeling the first time you come back tonight when you, you see these players playing so well, players you know so well? You know, but that's, that's what I have to do. And that's uh, when a player goes from manager to manager to manager and in the end of their career they play for three or five or different managers, in, in the end, they are the product of the work of all these people. So, of course, uh, I'm not happy that they, Scott and Marcus, uh, they played so well uh, against me, but that's what I gave them, that's what Ole is giving them, and if one day they are coached by another one, that's what the other one is going to, to give them. A, a player is always the product of the work of many people that they work with. Final one, it's your first blip tonight, obviously, your first defeat, but overall, How's it been at Spurs? How much are you enjoying it? I love it. I love to be at, at, at the club. As I was saying, the club is fantastic. The conditions to work are amazing. I like the players very, very much. And it's not because of a defeat and, uh, and um, a bad approach to the game or a mistake that cost us the game. It's not because of that that I changed my mind. I just love the players. I was really angry about the result tonight. Um, it's typical Tottenham. We're absolutely... We're, we are the biggest bunch of bottlers going in the top six there's absolutely no doubt about it Man United were there for the taking tonight they had loads of injuries they had Pogba Martial uh, I know McTominay played tonight but he was just coming in um, we had an extra day's rest because they played on Sunday I was there on Saturday and United I mean they only drew they only drew to uh, Villa anyway they were there for the taking we made Marcus Rashford look like Pele on steroids Man United are rubbish I'm sorry but they are, they are mediocre at best. And we made them look world-class. It's pathetic. And all I can say is that under Enoch, um, for, we, we sat Pochettino, we got in Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho is a winner. And let me tell you something now. Jose Mourinho will win nothing under Tottenham Hotspur as long as Enoch are there. Absolutely nothing. Why? Enoch have been there for 18 years. We've won one trophy. One trophy. What I've heard is that uh, Bruno Fernandes, um, a, a player we've been linked with, obviously we nearly signed him in the, in the summer. The latest talk is, and uh, Jose Mourinho said it, he goes, we're not going to be in for a player of that calibre because of the price. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, we're paying so much money. I'm a season ticket holder, right? We, we, we've, got, we've got the biggest, best stadium in the world, in my opinion, right? Most, in most people's opinion. We've got world-class facilities, are we a big club or not? There you go, calls on the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar. That won't, of course, be the last mention of the Sports Bar in this podcast. We'll have that a bit later on for you. So chill, just chill and relax. Or chillax, as my nine-year-old constantly says. Anyway, on to the Moose, Ray Parler and Big Al. Blimey, you wouldn't want them in blind date, would you? Talking Jack Grealish. 
mean, what one would you choose? Probably Ray Parker. Mm, yeah, I'll go with Ray Parker. I don't know what I'm choosing Ray Parker for. Forget that. Just move on. I've always liked Jack Greenish. I've always thought he's you know a terrific player, really skillful. I, you know, he's a kind of throwback to to some of the Mavericks we've had in football. You know, his, his socks are right down by his ankles, and um, I, I just think that Gareth knows all about him because Gareth had him with the England under twenty ones, and I, I I'm I'm not sure whether Jack's done enough yet to convince oh, Gareth that... steady, Moose. Well, I, I don't know. What a goal the other night. What a goal that yeah, was. Just coming nice. inside, yeah. woof. No, I, listen, I agree with you. And, and if, and, but, you know, when you look at what you've got in that, in that sort of, you know, creative role, you've got the likes of Mason Mount, you've got James Madison, you've got Danny Alley now getting back to his... Real, right back to his best. I'm, I'm just not sure that, that Jack Grealish is the sort of player... I mean, I was... I was over with the under twenty ones in Poland. Um, when was it now? Twenty seventeen, and 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 Jack was on the bench for every single game. Never got a minute under Gareth Southgate. So I'm I'm just not sure whether he's a Gareth Southgate type of player because um, you know he's, he didn't play him in the under twenty one tournament that time, and, and he hasn't called him up yet. I I think that he's good enough to, to be at least had a look at for England. But he's that is also an area where at the moment we are particularly strong. On to Hawksby and Jacobs now, and a bit of a milestone for their show. It was the 10 millionth show they had done together. How about that? They actually started broadcasting before airwaves were even invented. Uh, they used to sit in one of their houses back in the early 1300s and just chat to each other and pretend that a radio could be invented. Of course, they didn't know what they were talking about because it hadn't been invented. They used to just say, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a way that our voice could be heard around the world? Of course, the world hadn't even been formed properly by then. But anyway, 10 million shows later, and here they are on National Radio. So congratulations, lads. Would you do this, Andy? You've got mm. some front, but would you do this? Nadia Sawala, the um, uh, actress and TV presenter, was uh, in the Metro today. She said uh, she got recognised. She was in a cafe and a woman mm. started looking at her in the cafe and looked at her again, looked at her again. She thought, she spotted who I am. Yeah. So in the end, the woman came over. She said, oh, like, would you mind? And she said, oh, I've got an autograph. I said, no, no, not at all. So she, uh, best wishes, Nadia Sawala, wrote mm. it on a bit of paper. Yeah. Then the woman went and sort of sat down. Then she looked at it and looked back at her. Then she went back over and she said, uh, no, it's okay. She said, uh, I don't need this. I thought you were Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, for goodness sake. Just, just let it go. That's disgusting, <laughs> isn't it? Honestly, no, people... I don't need this. God, Can you say that to somebody? Are rubbish, aren't they? God, really? What's wrong with these people? Front. you got some front. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. And Ray Parler, you may remember him. Of course, I picked him from the three in that fantasy version of Blind Out. I say fantasy, maybe that's the wrong word. But anyway... It wasn't a real one. I think I must stress that. I didn't actually pick him. Anyway, this is Ray talking about the worst hotel he'd ever stayed in when he played with Arsenal. Well, right. one I went to was in Shakhtar Donetsk when we played them. Oh, it was awful. really was. Um, do you know when you walk through the uh, to the reception, your feet used to stick on the floor. Yeah, I know. And it, was, it was all sticky. And, and the chef went into the kitchen... And he more, his face was like mortified when he came out of the kitchen going, oh my God, I've never yeah. seen nothing like it. I was like, yeah. what? So no one, you go into your room, there's a big fridge freezer in everybody's room. I'm thinking, I ain't going to open in that. There's, a, there's, a, there's an arm in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> there was all that stains against the wall. Yeah. And we took our own sheets with us. Took your own sheets? Yeah, we had to take our own sheets and you make your own bed. 
because you, you don't trust their sheets out there. And, and then you go into the toilet, yellow water, you pull the chain and the handle will come off in your hand. So the, I'm, not, I'm not being rude, but we, no one went to sleep that night. Really? We was all playing cards all night because I said, oh, I ain't going to, you know, it's, it's awful. How'd you get on? Did you win? No, we lost 3-0. Certainty <laughs> they were, shout to mm. the We could have lost seven. But we was already already uh, qualified, so you only had Omri, myself, and Keon, who's, who's the uh, senior pros who went. We had a lot of youngsters in the side, but it was awful. You get a lot of uh, guys going out there well in advance and tr trying to find the best hotel for you. Uh, but I think this, this this one occasion, they left it too late, and the, the really nice hotel was fully booked. So you've got to go somewhere, and that was the uh, that was the one we were in, where we ended up. On now to the mid-morning show with Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Trevor Sinclair and they had the legend that is Gary Neville on the show and he was alluding to the fact how hilarious it will be if Liverpool capitulate in the title race from here on in and end the season with nothing whatsoever. Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen. If they blow it now, it's going to be one of the best years I've ever had on Sky. <laughs> it really is. Honestly, it'll be the most incredible experience. It really will. To watch this unfold before my eyes, this 11-12 point lead, just dissipate before my eyes and just go away in the in the in the running I actually hope they have a twelve point lead in March and then really late just fall to pieces. But I have to say it, they've shown consistency now for nearly two years. They've they've been playing title winning football for two years. They've amassed points that in any other season would win a title. City are well below where they should be. They'd have to work hard not to win it now with where they're at. They they must think it's their year and yeah, I'm done. You're listening to Talk Sport Daily. Now, of course, it was a very sad day in the sporting world and even more so in the cricket world as we lost a true great Bob Willis who passed away aged 70. This was Darren Goff reliving some wonderful memories. Very, very funny man. Very straight talking. Uh, very passionate about England cricket uh, moving forward. Quite critical players at times, not afraid um, to say his piece. Um, I gathered... He'd not been very well. He didn't really want to talk about it. He wanted to work right till the end, and that's what he's, he did. But what a cricketer. I mean, you talk about fast bowling, and he doesn't get the credit probably he deserves uh, for his heroics in 81 when he got 8 for 43 bowling down the hill at Edenley because it were all down to Ian Ball from Zashers, wouldn't it, in, mm. in 81? But Bob Willis, 8 for 43, 90 test matches uh, for England, captain England as well. Wasn't a great spell he had as captain. There were no one else to do it, so he basically <laughs> said, OK, uh, I'll do it. I only, I only were watching a documentary on Bob uh, just uh, two nights ago um, on Sky uh, about his career and the captaincy and how straight talking he tried to be with his teammates. But very, very popular. Even though he's, he's the first one to criticise when England are not performing, he's very popular amongst the current England crop as well. So he'll be sadly missed. Well, you can imagine how uh, I, how much I loved his punditry because he had such a forthright, oh, yeah. honest opinion. Uh, Andy Jacobs just, just just described him as curmudgeonly, and at times it did come across like that. But it was always about the cricket, and it was always his firmly held, honest opinion. But I, I used to watch him as a kid as well, and this was a bowler for those that didn't really see Bob Willis play. This was a bowler who was basically on the boundary, steaming in. I mean, his run-up was the longest I've ever seen in cricket, ever. It was so long, but he got so much pace up in that run-up. I mean, he must have been shattered by the end of the day. It is, and, and, and I, when I've played for England over the years, Bob's always been talked about, always been popular, and he's always been one of the actions, but people want to copy mm. and uh, mimic 
his action running in and doing this stuff. Gucci famously did it in a test match. <laughs> um, and, and like I say, he's, he's iconic. He's very recognisable. He was six foot six, tall, skinny, had that mop of an haircut, didn't he? So, as I said, he's um, worked with him only a few months ago, really enjoyed it. I mean, Charles Colville, I feel for him. I mean, he's worked a lot with Bob On Sky, over yeah. the last few years at, at Sky. And like I said, Beefy and Gower and Lammy, who were very close to Bob Willis. A very, very difficult time for everyone involved in English cricket. And uh, But Bob, the fighter he is, um, worked right to the end. Didn't want to stop working. Wanted uh, to go out in the career he loved. And that's, if it wasn't playing, it was working and commentating on the game of cricket, which he loves. So we'd be sadly missed. Let's speak to... Uh... Somebody who was captained by Bob Willis, Alan Lamb, the former England batsman, is uh, with us on the show. Uh, Lammy, it's just incredibly sad news, isn't it? Yeah, terrible news. Uh, you know, I um, saw Charles Colville this morning. I was doing a piece with him, and uh, he said, have you heard the news about Bat- about Bob? Uh, you know, he hasn't got long to go. And I said, no, I can't believe it. And then two o'clock, uh, Beefy called me to, to tell me the sad news, and uh, I, I'm absolutely shocked because, you know, I, I didn't realize it was so bad. He was a fantastic guy and, and he had a great sense of humor and, and we had some fantastic times with him. So I'm going to miss the old boy, really. You know, he, I went on my first tour to Australia with him when he was captain and, uh, um, you know, he's going to be sorely missed. And with the punditry, uh, Alan, he, he certainly didn't hold back. I mean, uh, some might have seen him, you mentioned it earlier, some might have seen him as, as miserable. I certainly didn't. I thought he was unmissable because you never knew what he was going to say, but it was always very honest, always very forthright. Oh, totally. He didn't hold back. He, but listen, when you knew him, he'd tell you exactly what he felt about you, you know, so there was no beating around the bush in that. And, and you know, I think everyone sort of got the wrong thing when he commentated it all when he got it because he used to say at that same tone he never really went high or low it was at that same sort of tone and and and, and basically in, in a way he was just taking the <laughs> alan it's a, it's a lovely way to uh, to end the interview um listen raise a raise a glass of reds tonight uh, bob and i really appreciate I you coming on i am definitely going to open my best bottle of red and raise it to big bad bob i love the guy You're listening to Talk Sport Daily. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and one of my old pals. Yeah, he was actually at my wedding, would you believe? Lee Sharp. In fact, we met on Cow's Week, which is nothing to do with the actual animal, but to do with uh, boats. You go around a big old island and uh, me and him were on the same boat and uh, we were cranking together. We were both crankers. That's a true story. You can Google it. I'm not being rude. If uh, memory serves correct, he was a slightly better cranker than I was, but I'm guessing my skills have improved since then. So I'll give him a run for his money in the cranking department. Anyway, enough cranking for a moment. Here's Sharpie on The Breakfast Show. I think this is what happens during, you know, what, what they're calling a rebuild. And I think, uh, oh, he's not doing a, a too bad a job. I just think they're lacking a goal scorer. I think they're still creating plenty of chances. Defensively, they're not a million miles away. They probably need a little bit more creativity in midfield. I think they're missing uh, an on-form sort of Pogba. Uh, but with a rebuild, this is what happens. You play young lads, there's inconsistency. They have some uh, disappointing results. and But, but then they can always, they'll always turn around and something like tonight, they'll, they'll turn it on and end up beating Tottenham and, and the sort of rumours go away for a little bit. Yeah, what, what was it like, Lee, when you go back into that dressing room in 1988-89 when you was playing, uh, when Man United had a really similar bad start? And uh, did you, how did you turn it around? Just good players, Razor, I think. It was just, you know, when you when you got Brian Robson in your team, yeah, uh, nothing's impossible. He sort of led us and, and guided us along the way. And, and obviously, I think uh, the, the manager was under pressure a little bit. Um, but that's what that's what happens. They stick with him. You get given a bit of time. He turns things around and then the manager turns into into what he became and, and the team did. So it is about being patient at times like this. And if you are going to rebuild, you sort of have to go two steps back to, to go three steps forward. And the, the game's really fickle these days and, and short term and managers don't get a lot of time. So I, I hope they do give him the time he needs and, yeah. uh, and he can get it right. There you go, Chief Cranker, Lee Sharp. All that remains in this podcast... Oh, my voice went a bit. Oh, maybe because I'm getting excited because I know what's coming up next. And it is... Drum roll, please. No, they didn't even edit that in, did they? It's the Sports Bar. Best bits on Andy Goldstein's show. Andy Goldstein's sports bar. And you, you know, just press the button. So I've got a bit of a story, but it ends with a bit of a dilemma, right? Okay. How long does it take, Jay? So it's literally like 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. 30 seconds? So... Hold on. What? Yep. 30 seconds from Can't beginning to end? Go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Go for it. When you're ready, you mark. Go. Cool. So I'm on the loo last night, you know, doing my business. Went to pick up the toilet roll and a massive spider inside the toilet roll. Yeah. So I'm a brave guy, run out. Now my toilet's downstairs, run through to the kitchen, scream for my wife, look up. Neighbours are doing the washing up in the house next door, kitchen window. I'm standing there, trousers around my ankle. And my dilemma is I've got to go out and put the bins out tomorrow. And I guarantee my neighbour's going to be outside. What do I do? Well, I don't see what the big problem is. Your neighbour's seen you naked, is your question. Completely. 
Oh, why, why would they see you when you put your bins out? I mean, every, do, do you strategically put it out like eight minutes past seven? Literally, whenever I leave for work in the morning, put the bins out, they're there. Right. You know, we, we both you... got young kids, we're up early in the morning. Just... I, you know, I want, do I approach the subject? Do I say to them, I'm sorry? Do I call in late for work and just not put the bins out? I mean, what do I do? Just say, uh, do you see me naked just in the kitchen? Just say that. Yes. That's the thing, though. You know, my, you know, with my job, I'm, uh, you know, it's a little bit... What do you yeah. mean, with your job? What's your job? It involves religion, so I can't really go into it, but... You know, a man of that stature. Oh, I see. Shouldn't really right. be seeing the kitchen with his, uh, you know, <laughs> Jay Junior out. His what? What do you call it? <laughs> Little Jay. Okay, right. Well, I mean, you're in your own house. You can do what you want, can't you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the wife's not too happy about it. Let her put the bins out. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good shout. That's a great shout, Gary O'Neill. Let her put the bins that's out. Great shout. There you go. Sorted, Jay. Gary O'Neill, legend. <laughs> That's why he's here, so we can tell naked people that their other halves can put the bins out. But there you go, another podcast done and dusted. Well done. It's one of my favourites we've done this week. Not top one, not top two, but certainly in the top four. We've got one more left, and that one comes, of course, tomorrow. So make sure you download that one. It's free. Everything's free in this world. And, well, not everything's free. Everything's free in the podcast world, apart from the ones where you've got to pay for it. But forget that. I mean, this one's free. That's all you need to know. You don't have to pay for anything. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And, uh, yeah, make sure you listen to my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday. That'll be Thursday show, obviously, from 10 p.m. tonight. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Now, come on, we had this problem yesterday where you just continue to listen for no reason. If you keep doing that, then obviously I'll have to charge. I'll have to put more in on my invoice. I mean, I don't actually put an invoice in or even charge, would you believe? This, it, this is free. The words that are coming out of my mouth now, no one's getting paid. Not even me. This is free. In fact, I don't know why I'm going to bother. Continue. Forget it. They can just go.